Days out from the Royal Rumble, and we're back here on WrestleRant Radio for January 26, 2023. So much to talk about here today with the pay-per-view coming up on Saturday. We are recording early. I am flying out for Rumble Weekend on Thursday, so we're talking on Tuesday. Henceforth, no AEW Dynamite talk this week. I know we are getting Jay Lethal and Mark Briscoe on Wednesday, which is amazing news. We talked a lot in depth last week about Jay Briscoe, his passing, Warner Brothers or Warner Media, whatever, Discovery Media, not allowing the Briscoe Brothers to be mentioned, honored, appear on Dynamite at all um, up to this point, so... That's excellent news. If there is AEW news to report on next week, then we'll talk about it next week. But today is all about the Royal Rumble. We're talking all of Raw 30 here today from Monday, which I thought overall was an enjoyable show. And the big news that dropped uh, mid-Monday, which I did not see until closer to Raw. I stayed off of social media for a reason. Now, this did not affect Raw 30. It could affect the Royal Rumble if we get this match at WrestleMania. But I did not see it until after Raw was well underway. And uh, it, it's a doozy, so we'll get into it. Mr. Marceau, brother, how you doing, brother? Doing well, how are you? I'm doing great and just getting ready for the Royal Rumble this week, and how about you? I can't wait. I'm excited. You've been watching a lot of Royal Rumbles. We talked about that last week. Are you planning on watching more Rumbles before Saturday? I'm trying. These things are long, and I just haven't really had too much time. But yeah, I'm trying to get at least get most of them watched before before Saturday. The good ones specifically, because some are so bad, or some are, you know, some feature those entrants that you just... They're so bad, like Kenzo Suzuki, fucking Sylvain wow. Grandier, Mark Jindrake, you know? Kenzo was a goat, dude. Oh, my God. He was a flash in the pan. I can't even call him a flash in the pan because he didn't do anything. He was there for he was there for what? He was on tag team champion. Rene oh. Dupree didn't do anything. I mean, he did something, but does it really matter if no one remembers it? I mean, that's got to count for something, I guess. I don't know. But, I remember. Uh, I, I would rather watch those rumbles over some of the mid-2000 ones. I mean, the, the 2015 one is almost so miraculously bad that it's entertaining, so I might have to go back and watch that. But uh, we do have the Royal Rumble coming up this weekend, which will also mark, Saturday will mark the exact five-year anniversary, Mr. Marceau, of when we were there for the Rumble in 2018. Now, you had previously gone to a Rumble in 2011 in Boston, which I'm forever jealous of you of, for being at that mm. show, for when Booker came back. We've talked about that before. Uh, that was not the best Rumble, but specifically for that Booker return. I'll never get that out of my mind. But the 2018 Rumble, has we have fond memories of that. It was such a great show. we got to hit up a Rumble at some point in the future. Seriously, that one was so much fun. What a good time in Philly. That was a good time in Philly. We had a Philly cheesesteak. I think that was my first... I'm sure I had been to Philly before, but for never, never for a wrestling show, so... Uh, we drove what felt like fucking 10 hours to go to Extreme Rules a couple of months ago for the for the Bray Wyatt return, and it wasn't bad, so we'll have to hit up Philly again at some point down the road. Uh, but let's talk the big match that could be happening at WrestleMania come WrestleMania 39. I don't know if it was specifically stated for that show, but it is a WrestleMania-worthy match, so I would assume if it is going to happen, it could happen this year. Um, in not Texas, where's WrestleMania this year? Los Angeles, in Los Angeles, especially now that The Rock may have apparently fallen through for the show. Stone Cold Steve Austin, we knew there was a possibility of him competing at WrestleMania this year. We knew that. It's been talked about for a while. We've mentioned it here on the show about how we could face John Cena. He could face, I've mentioned LA Knight before, if you want to have him work with someone on the main roster, an active talent. Um, there's a couple different matches you can do. But Fightful Select, to give credit to them, they were the ones to break the story. He was offered, apparently, an enormous amount of money, quote-unquote, for a big match of mania against Roman Reigns. Very likely for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. So, it sounds like, to me, I guess this has been in the works for a while. They've offered him money for other matches. I don't know if he entertained the idea or flat-out declined it. I'm not sure. The other ideas that were presented to him, maybe for a match with Cena, maybe for a match with someone else. I'm not sure who that person would be. Um... 
but it sounds like this could be a very big possibility. If WWE wants him that badly, and this is a match that was pitched under Triple H and not when Vince was in charge, we could have Stone Cold Steve Austin potentially coming this Saturday, not only being in the match, which I figured was a chance, and we talked about that last week, we'll get that later on, he could win the entire Royal Rumble, his fourth one in Texas, no doubt, um, almost exactly 25 years removed from when he won in the Alamo Dome in 97. He could win another Royal Rumble, and go on to WrestleMania to face Roman Reigns for the championship. I have a lot of thoughts on this. I want to get your immediate reaction, Mr. Marceau. Stone Cold Reigns at Mania, yay or nay on that? Couldn't be more nay on that. I do not want to see him in Roman Reigns at all. It's probably one of the least interesting matches in my mind. So I won't say it's the most least interesting match for me. I won't go that far. It is a match that sounds interesting, but it's not a match I want to see. But he has no chance to win. Shouldn't win. Should have zero chance to win. I am so... When I saw that, I was like, that is one of the worst ideas I've ever heard in my life. What it sounds like to me... Brock or Cody, it shouldn't be anyone else to face Roman. I'd rather Jey Uso Uso face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania than than Steve Austin. I would agree with that. I mean, it's at a point now where... I just feel like they just keep going back to the well. Like, move on. Make new stars. Oh, my God. Like, why do we got to see fucking Stone Cold against... Because he had one decent match against fucking Theory last year. I mean, when I saw the report, I was so against it. I'm like, no way. Yeah, no, I mean, the Kevin Owens match I liked when he faced him last year. Well, I have... Kevin Owens, my bad. Yeah, but yeah, no, but I have, I have no issue with him being brought... No. What'd you say? Who faced Theory? No, no, uh, so what you're thinking of, he he came out the next day, because Pat uh, McAfee yeah. beat Theory, <laughs> and then Theory, or fucking Vince beat Pat, or all that, that train wreck, and then he came out afterward and, and laid out Theory with a stunner. That's what you're thinking yeah, of. Yeah, I thought something happened with Theory, but yeah. Well, no, when I saw that, when I saw that, I was like, hell no. Yeah, the opposite of Steve Austin's hell, yeah, it was hell no for Mr. Marceau. Yeah, I, I, I'm all set. I wrote, there's so many other people around who face Reigns and Steve Austin. Listen, I have no issue with him coming back for another match because he did look good enough where I'm open to that idea. If he ended his career on top in the main event of Mania against Kevin Owens in his native Texas, in Dallas where he started his career, I feel like that's the perfect way to close it out. Because, I mean, he had the chance to end it on his own terms in 03, but it was such an abrupt retirement. No one really knew it was his last match aside from him and maybe Rock, I don't remember exactly. Um, I would prefer him end it on that note because it was such a perfect culmination for his career in such a great match moment that exceeded expectations. If he were to come back for another match that were announced, because that was not an announced match, that was an impromptu bout last year at WrestleMania, the expectations and the hype are going to be a lot higher, and he's going to have to live up to a lot more pressure than he would than if the match was impromptu again. So, which is why I don't have an issue with him being in the Rumble. Because if they announced him ahead of time for the Rumble, which I feel like is dumb, because I feel like if he does come out on Saturday, you hear that glass shatter, which we have not had Stone Cold as a surprise entrant in the Rumble ever, because he retired 20 years ago, almost exactly, for Mania 19, um, the place will go nuts. And he can be in there for a couple minutes, he doesn't have to do a lot, he can sit in the corner for a lot of the time, if he's even in there for 10-15 minutes, who knows. He should not win the whole thing, it takes away from Cody, who we got another great video package from on Monday's Raw, I would say it almost sounds like, oh, they lost Rock. They know Rock can't make the show, so they called up Steve instead. But per the report, it sounds like this has been in the works for a while, and they've been entertaining the idea of doing Roman and Cody, Roman and Rock, and Roman and Stone Cold. Honestly, if they were to do this match at some point down the road, I I, I think for Mania, it would be fucking dumb. I don't want to see the match. Do I want to see the match? No, because it's very random. There's no story there, even with Rock. Because Rock's a part-timer, too. But two things we can guarantee with The Rock, though, which is why I'm open to that match more than the Stone Cold one, 
as you said, at least there's a story with The Rock, and I know Rock won't win. I can guarantee you with Rock's schedule, he would not win the championship. Stone Cold? I honestly don't know, and that's not a case of him politicking to win the championship. I don't know if he would even want to, but even with Triple H in charge, Vince is still chairman. I, I don't know. I think there's more of a chance Stone Cold beats Roman, and I just don't like that idea at all. Whoever beats Roman should be a big deal, and it should not be fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin. If you want to do that match as a crown jewel attraction in Saudi Arabia or whatever, depending on how Austin looks in his next singles match, then maybe... But I think for WrestleMania, it's got to be a hard pass. I feel like to pass up the opportunity to do, especially if Rock can't make it. Imagine if Rock can't make it and they called up Stone Cold to face Roman instead and Cody's just sitting there doing God knows what else. I feel like they'd be so dumb. No, I completely agree. But I also think, I think the whole Rock thing, honestly, I think the whole Steve Austin filling in for him or like they're floating this out there. I feel like it could honestly be like a red herring. Oh, I agree. Like, I agree I'm with like, that. I didn't know. I, I, like, I, I'm not ready. Like, we didn't know, like, what do you mean you didn't know? Like, I feel like the whole Rock thing, I feel like him saying what he said, honestly, I feel like it's something that they could do, just, like, be a diversion that he's going to come back. Because him, like, I, I didn't know, like, six months ago if I was going to come back. Like, this this was literally, like, the plan forever. Like, everyone was saying, like, this was, like, the best possible chance to do it. It was definitely rumored, like, he just rambling out of the blue, like, yeah, I'm not ready. Like, what do you mean you're not ready? Like, yeah. I don't know, I feel like them throwing the Steve Austin thing out there, and then Rock saying, like, oh, I, I can't go. Like, I feel like it's all, like, possibly could be, like, a red herring to, like, him coming out. I mean, it's probably not the right way of a red herring. But, like, mm-hmm. him saying he's not gonna, and then they're floating out Steve Austin to get a, our mind off, and then The Rock comes out. Yeah, no, I, I don't think the Stone Cold stuff is a red herring. I think that's legit. I do think there's a chance that match could happen, and I really don't want that. Um, the Rock stuff, I completely agree with a thousand percent. As soon as I read that, I mean, it wasn't even as if the excuse was, oh, he's filming a movie at that point, or he's got another obligation, or he's filming season 10 of Young Rock or whatever. No, it said that the report from Meltzer, and again, take this for what it's worth, he had heard from sources was that, as you had mentioned, Rock did not feel he had enough time to get ready for the match. That, I don't know, has been in the works for, what, 10 fucking years now? I mean, that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm like, you're telling me this guy doesn't have enough time to get... I mean, listen, I know there's a difference between getting in shape and ring shape. The guy works out probably 18 out of 24 hours of the day. I get that. Um, There's a difference between just being jacked and then being ready for the ring. Because he was in great shape come Mania, what was it, 28 and 29. He got hurt both fucking times. And and I think put the production of Hercules in jeopardy at that point. Almost That was literally 10 years ago. And he was 40-41 at that point. Now he's 50-51. So I still want to see Rock and Roman. Not more than I want to see Roman and Cody. I just feel like, especially to put a part-timer and prioritize them over a match that makes as much sense as Cody... We'll, we'll talk about who wins the Rumble later on, but I feel like to do all this effort, put all this effort into the Cody Rhodes video packages, uh, including the one that we got last night, and then to not have him win, and not only to not have him win, but to have him lose to Stone Cold, who should not be champion, I just, I feel like that's incredibly fucking stupid. I feel like that's such a wasted opportunity. I'm sorry. No, I completely agree. I mean, we're not going to get in our picks now, but I think, I, I think, like you said, I'd rather Jay Uso face Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn. You can, I could probably list like five people I'd rather Roman face at WrestleMania than Steve Austin. I agree, and listen, like I said before, to reiterate, I'm not against the idea of Steve Austin wrestling again at Mania if they want him in an, an attraction match. It sounds like Cena's locked up with Theory. Austin and Steve would be an attraction. It's not the match that it would have been 10, 15 years ago. So honestly, it's probably better off not happening. Although they don't really need to do much. They could just hit their big moves and that would be whatever. People would go, you know, they would poop their pants regardless. 
myself included, it would be cool to see that. But I think if you really want to benefit the next generation, which is kind of what we got in Raw 30, which we'll get to in just a second, um, I think doing Cena in Theory would really benefit Theory, even if Theory doesn't win. I know he probably should. I agree with that. I don't know if he will, but, you know, it's a match that would benefit Theory regardless, in my opinion. Uh, Steve, again, like I said earlier, if you want to put him in an attraction match with Another legend, I'm not really sure who that would be. Triple H is done, Undertaker's done, Cena's probably busy doing something else, Goldberg should be fucking done. Um, Like I said, LA Knight comes to mind. Steve Austin and Rollins, eh, that doesn't really make much sense. Uh, I I mention LA Knight because he's so much like Steve Austin, that's the only reason why I pitched that, and I feel like it'd be... If anyone can get a good match out of Steve, like Kevin Owens did last year, it would be LA Knight, in my opinion, and the promos would be awesome, too, so... That's just me, but I guess time will tell, and uh, we'll see if we see Steve on Saturday. I don't think we will, or I'm sorry, I think we will see him on Saturday. I don't think we'll see him winning the Rumble, nor should he, because I feel like Roman and Austin, I'm not as against it as you are, I just don't think doing it at Mania is the right call. Maybe it's Steve Austin's last match, and he loses, and he gets, you know, he puts over Roman on the way out, but by that point, hopefully Roman's no longer champion, because that's another issue too, dude. It's it's a lose-lose, because if you put an Austin in there with Roman, Steve should lose, does that mean Roman's champion for another six months? God, I fucking hope not. And then if Steve Austin's champion, first of all, you just wasted a whole reign for Roman Reigns. And then how long is Steve champion? Six months? Does he show up on the show? We've been through this before with the world titles for two years now. It's time to move on. It should be Cody. We'll get to that momentarily. Uh, we'll talk about Raw first for Monday. I actually really like this show. I've seen mixed reviews. I've seen people say it was bad. I've seen people see. I've seen people say it was underwhelming. I saw people say it was great. I think one thing we can all agree on, though, as we get into the specifics of the show, was that the first hour was tremendous. We had the tribal court of Sami Zayn. Uh, Sami Zayn was on trial here, and he was found not guilty, ultimately. That entire segment was incredible. We'll talk about that in a moment. We had that. We had the subsequent Raw Tag Team title match with the Bloodlines Usos facing Judgment Day's Dominic Mysterio and Damian Priest. Sami Zayn filling in for an injured, quote-unquote, Jimmy Uso, helping Jay retain the Raw Tag Team titles with a 1D. I was convinced, you know, even as recently as right before Raw, that Judgment Day were winning because it seemed to make sense, oh, maybe we'll get Ray and Bad Bunny against Dominic and um, Damian Priest at WrestleMania, and maybe they want to split the tag titles because they haven't defended the Raw Tag Team titles separately before now. So they got me with that one. And then I also thought the American Badass Undertaker, Bray Wyatt, LA Knight segment was tremendously done Excellently executed, putting over Bray Wyatt, passing the torch to him. LA Knight was great. That entire first hour, to me, was one of the best and strongest all-around first hours in recent Raw history, to me, if not ever. No, I completely agree. The first hour of Raw was fucking amazing. The trial of Sami Zayn was amazing. They did everything great. I I mean, so about to give him the spike and and Jay grabbing it. I mean, I, I literally popped out of my seat, like... I don't pop normally for segments. This one had me going. Like they had you on the roller coaster here, and, and and it was great. It was like you're on top of Splash Mountain, honestly. Rip Splash Mountain, by the way. But uh, <laughs> no, it was a great segment. I loved it. And then the match next was great. Sammy, Sammy teaming with them and hitting the one D. I fucking jumped out my couch. Like that was amazing. The badass Undertaker coming back. Uh, like you said, American badass. And then LA Knight and Bray. That was good stuff. I thought the first hour was great, honestly. Yeah, the thing with um, this segment with the trial tribal court chief Sami Zayn segment specifically was that I think, as we've said time and time again, the best part of this Bloodline saga, as sensational as it's been, 
We know where it's headed and that it has to be headed to the Usos versus Owens and Zayn for the tag titles of WrestleMania. We don't know, though, when the other shoe is going to drop and Sami Zayn gets beat. We don't know when that's going to happen. Or he gets beat down, or, that's another part of it too, we don't know if they're going to beat him down or if he'll turn on them first. I thought that might happen here. It did not. Jay Uso coming to Sami Zayn's aid, you know, kind of rekindling that friendship, showing the Exhibit A, Exhibit B, and all the, you know, evidence that Sami is indeed on the Bloodline side was great. Sami Zayn, or Paul Heyman rather, was uh, fantastic in his role, as was Sami, as was Solo, as was Roman. The whole thing was awesome. I love that it kicked off the show, commercial free, no interruptions. Um, I was on the edge of my seat, if not standing the entire time. And then the Raw Tag Team title match only proved that Sami is still on Roman Reigns' side. So um, I can't stress how great this segment was. Again, I, I know it's hard to compare, and I don't like doing this sort of stuff typically. I don't know about you, but I found this to be probably one of, if not the best, Raw segment I have seen, honestly, on Raw since the Festival of Friendship six years ago. Because that still sticks out in my mind six years later with how great that was executed uh, with Owens and, and Jericho on Raw back in February of 2017. This is right up there to me as one of the best all-time Raw moments and how fitting it was with it being Raw 30. No, yeah, definitely. I, I honestly think it was probably one of mine, or if not the top, my favorite Raw segment of all time. I fucking loved it. Like I said, it literally was a roller coaster of emotion. They took you on the ride, and and it was amazing. Speaking of great Raw moments, did you like the video package they put together honoring 30 years of Raw? Yeah, I loved it. The song choice was great, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I, I loved it. I thought it was good. Did a great job. Did you like the fact that throughout the show they aired the images of Raw's history? And I don't know if you had caught those, but not only that, they aired the old Raw theme song. Some yep, of them, not I all of them. It. I died at the one from Ruthless Aggression Era. I don't know the name of it. Across the Nation. Ugh, oh, great stuff. They saved the best for last, too. Let's get it on. Oh, God. Let's get it on. <laughs> Put it in my veins. It's good stuff. I was hoping for To Be Loved by Papa Roach because that was what got me into Raw 15 years ago. But uh, alas, it was not included. They did They did include uh, Tonight is the Night, the uh, Raw, like 2012 Raw theme. They included Enemies, which was the theme they used when they bro- brought back the brand split in 2016. And they had the um, Attitude Era Raw song as well. I don't know if they had the first Raw theme from 30 years ago, but they did have the Attitude Era one, so... They hit, they hit some of them, which I thought was really cool, and I thought that was a really nice touch. Um, what about the Bray Wyatt-Taker segment for you? I, I really like that. Seeing American Badass Undertaker back was great. Again, our first time seeing Badass Undertaker in, what, 20 years? Probably since one of your favorite pay-per-views of all time, Survivor Series 03. Because as soon as he came back, he was Dead Man Undertaker, which he was all the way up until he retired. And the closest we got to American Badass-Taker was in that Boneyard match, which was tremendous. Um, but it was a cinematic match. He didn't appear as American Badass Taker in front of fans. He didn't have that Kid Rock music, uh, which I forgot he used that theme. If he was going to come out to American Badass Taker, I was thinking it would be Rollin' by Limp Biscuit. Yep. but I guess this was the first American Badass theme. I, I wasn't watching at that point, so I couldn't tell you, but it was a great song when he came out to it. People popped huge. You got like three separate reactions when the gong hit, the music hit, and then he had a little trouble with the motorcycle, but he got another big reaction when he actually came out. Um, I thought this was fantastic, and granted, I know you would agree with me here, you were the first one to say it, that 10 years ago he probably should have passed the torch to Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania 31. Check the archives, I know you were saying back then that Bray should have beaten Taker. He did not, and it was all downhill from there. It really started, the downfall The downfall started at Mania 30 with Cena, but he also lost to Taker at 31. Um, but listen, it was a great moment, uh, better late than never, and I thought this whole thing was, again, very well executed. 
No, I completely agree. I, I, I fucking died uh, at the American Badass. He said, I died. He, the funniest part is putting me at the motorcycle going. Even when he left, like, they had to do, like, a wide shot. Yeah. Having trouble starting the, the motorcycle up. But no, I, th- I, I thought it was good. I mean, like you said, passing the torch to Bray. I thought LA Knight was good here. At least the Undertaker didn't, like, tombstone him and make him look like a fucking idiot. At least Bray was the one to get his hands on mm-hmm. him. Um, and no, I thought it was good. I, I, I I, I mean, I, I thought this was a, per, a perfect segment for their for their match on Sunday. Yeah, and I was going to say that. Yeah, to hype up the uh, Firefly Funhouse match for Saturday's Rumble show. So, uh, yeah, no, I thought it was well done. And we don't typically see this sort of stuff. It's it's a lot in WWE on these anniversary shows, legend shows, Legends Night, Old School Raw, whatever, where they have the legends come out. They lay out an active member of the roster. And it happened on the show as well, again, with DX. Uh, in a good way, not a bad way, where... You know, honestly, when Imperium interrupted DX, I thought that, first of all, that whole segment was great. They came out with Kurt Angle. DX, at least in recent years, I mean, DX has always been a great group. In recent years, they just go out there and they don't give a fuck. Even when Vince was in charge, uh, even with Triple H in charge, it hasn't really changed. They just go out there, they just kind of poke fun of themselves, which is great. And on Raw 1000, they laid out Damian Sandow. On Raw 25, they laid out The Revival. I was expecting, oh, here we go, we're going to get a pedigree to Gunther or whatever. Or uh, Giovanni Vinci is going to eat a pedigree. Or a super kick, but no, he, they um actually put them over, and they didn't want to fight them, so they brought out Rollins and Profits to do it instead. Angle is the special guest referee. He got physical a little bit with Imperium, which was great, and um yeah, I thought again they did a really good job. I thought on this Raw of blending with the past, blending the past with the present, and putting over the current talent in addition to showcasing the talent of the past thirty years. Yeah, I mean this was easily the best case of that. They usually like I said usually on these Legend Nights are. Raw anniversary shows, all the legends literally come in and bury all the new talent, and it's just literally counterproductive, makes no sense, so this was literally the best case scenario, like you said, you mix the old with the new, they didn't bury the guys, they actually kind of put them over, or, or did something to make them in a better light than they ever had before, so I, I thought the legends involvement here, I mean, besides the poker game, like, they gotta do a little bit more with that, like, mm-hmm. imagine being in, like, a lunger blaze, yeah, gonna come back for the poker game, like, anyone gives a fuck, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. I like how they actually intertwine them and not just bury them like they had in the past. Yeah, they did a good job with it. Uh, for all the things I liked about this show, the biggest negative for me, as it was for many others, was the advertised steel cage match between Bailey and Becky Lynch not happening due to time constraints. As soon as this happened, it turned into an angle instead of a match. I'm thinking that was very fucking dumb. And Triple H has done a better job of delivering matches as advertised and not doing the bait and switch. So I figured there's no chance they would build this up as big as it is. It's a steel cage match. They even said before the break, oh, it's our first, you know, women's cage match on Raw in 19 years. I'm like, oh, shit, this is a big deal. And then it doesn't happen. I figured immediately, okay, there's got to be a reason for this. And sure enough, it came out later from Fightful Select that um, there were time constraints. The opening segment with the bloodline ran long. And they had two choices. One, to either turn it into an angle, which they did, or to have a two-minute cage match. And again, I said this to you before we hit record here. I don't map out television. I'm not a TV producer. I know trimming out segments and stuff is a lot harder than it looks or sounds. It, it's not an easy job. It's it's more than just being a booker. But I can't imagine it would have been too difficult, and correct me if I'm wrong, to either trim down or completely cut out the Bianca, Sonya, Charlotte segment. And I do agree with the vast majority. We'll get to this in a minute. Um, there was a lot of complaints coming out of the show. They didn't really properly showcase the women of Raw, WWE, really at all. Like, of the uh, the past years, Lita wasn't there. Um, I heard she was rumored she didn't end up showing up. Trish wasn't there. 
you know, bringing out Kelly Kelly for the millionth time, that doesn't really bother me. That didn't happen. But, you know, they didn't really do much with the women on the show. They just had the Alexa Bliss Bianca, not face-off, but that promo from Bliss. I feel like that would have been enough. The belair Sonya match that went seven or eight minutes and was mostly consisted of a commercial break. No one gave a fuck about. And I think they could have given that time to Becky and Bailey for at least a little bit of time so they didn't advertise the match and then not deliver. Because that Sonya Deville match with Bianca was not advertised at all. No, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, like I said, I'm not a TV format or do any of that stuff. I mean, I'm assuming if they cut that, then you would have to cut out more stuff, and then would we even gotten the Alexa Bianca thing that we were supposed to get? Like that's that's on the pay per view, so I'm prob- I'm assuming they probably want to plug that more than this match. But like I said, if you cut that, then how long was that match supposed to be? And then you got to cut other things. I think for them, it's just easier to cut that or do the angle, and then maybe flesh some other things out. But no, I completely agree. I was. I was pretty disappointed we didn't get the actual match. Um, but I thought the angle for what it was, I thought it was good. Like I said, I, I thought it was good for for uh, damage control to get some heat, but the Philadelphia crowd really could care less. Yeah, no, they just uh, they sat on their hands. It was alarming how quiet they were for that attack. Probably thinking, okay, are we getting the match? Or is it getting, are we getting it later on? And then nothing. And then people, were, even in the building I know, were upset. So um, that was a bummer. They could have it as soon as Monday's Raw. I don't think they add it to the Rumble show. They'll probably just save it for either Elimination Chamber or do it on Raw next week or the week after. So uh, keep an eye out for that. We will get it at some point. It's more a matter of when and not if. They set up that whole cage for nothing, I guess. <laughs> just That's a bummer. So I feel more bad for the women, though. Uh, do you agree Do you agree with the general sentiment coming out of the wrestling online community uh, last night that they did not do enough to showcase the female talent? Again, not just from the active roster, but of all time. I don't know if what they did at Raw 25 was that much better when they trotted out the women. Oh, here's the Bella Twins, and oh, here's Alunder Blaze, and oh, here's Kelly Kelly. Like, okay, for a quick wave to the crowd and then back to the back, you know, back to the back with you. Um, I don't know if that's much better. So what were your thoughts on that as far as, like, I don't really feel like they did a good job of, you know, giving the women a chance, so to speak, of uh, kind of showcasing them more than they did. Um, I mean, you also got to realize the women's division of Raw, I mean, it's more of a newer thing anyways. I mean, I, de- I definitely think they could have done a little bit more, but if they're going to have those same people come out in the Rumble, like if they had like a Trish or something in the Rumble, yeah, I'd rather have them wait than have her trot out on Raw. I'd rather her- hear her music out the Royal Rumble. So I guess uh, for me, I-, I would say like, was it the best they ever done? No. Um, but if, like I said, if they bring a lot of those people out for the Rumble, I'd rather them wait to like bring them back than... Just, oh, we're on Raw 30 doing nothing. Here we go. Let's push them out the door. Like, I just feel like they wouldn't have anything from the do anyway. So I'd rather them wait for the Rumble. Like I said, maybe none of them in the Rumble, and they should have done more. But if Trish and Lita and other people from, like, the Ruthless Aggression era into basically the Divas Revolution, like, that time period come back in the Rumble, then I'm fine with that. I'd rather keep a surprise than, than blow them off on Raw and then have them come out on on Saturday night. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like that's probably the reason why Stone Cold wasn't on the show. I, I feel like Rock wasn't there because it's Raw and he's got other shit going on, whatever. Mick Foley had mentioned one of the biggest stars in Raw history as well. Um, he wasn't there because he's got another project going on and he's been on the road and had he not taken, you know, the couple days off, which he did from whatever he's doing right now, then he would have been on the road for like a month straight. So um, I feel like that was, that, that made sense. There's no real reason why Stone Cold could not have been on the show. I mean, how busy is that guy doing right now? Like, what, what is he actually doing? I know he's working out every fucking day, but I can't imagine he's that busy. Uh, not that he's doing nothing, but 
they could have had him on the show. Do you feel like it's a case as well? They probably left him off Raw to make that reaction at the Royal Rumble mean that much more. If he doesn't show up, then I don't know what to say. No, yeah, I completely. I think people that we probably thought we were going to see, if they don't show up on Saturday, then, I mean, it's kind of a boo on WWE for not getting him there. But I, like you said, for Steve Austin specifically, he's going to be in the Rumble. I'd rather wait than just hear it on Raw and him stun or someone and we move on. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully he is in the Rumble because if not, I have no idea why he wasn't on this show. Uh, we go from that to what we already talked about, Bianca and Sonya, that whole thing. Uh, that was practically the show as we wind down here from Raw. Kevin Owens and The Miz had a segment. Miz was out there complaining, oh, I'm one of the biggest stars in Raw history. Where's my Miz TV segment? I will say I'm happy they didn't do a Miz TV segment. There was no talk show on the show. They didn't have a King's Court. They didn't do a Miz TV. They didn't do any of that stuff. Um, I appreciated that because that stuff usually waste time anyway. Kevin Owens came out, laid out Miz, addressed Roman Reigns, promised to uh, win the Universal Championship on Saturday, and that was practically it. So, I mean, the opening segment was all about the bloodline. They hyped up the Royal Rumble as far as what Sammy's going to do, but Owens shouldn't be an afterthought. And I think what they've done, honestly, with Owens, although I don't think he'll win, spoiler alert, we'll get to that later, I feel like what they've done with Owens on SmackDown and on Raw in the last month or so They've done as good of a job as they have with anyone, aside from maybe Drew going into Clash, of making him feel like a threat to the title. And he's not just another challenger of the month. It makes sense with the story. He's gotten in their head. He's teased tension between the group. Um, I thought this was a good promo from Owens. It was basic stuff, but I just wanted to take a moment to uh, you know applaud what they've done with Owens heading into the Royal Rumble because he really does feel like a threat to Roman and that he can't take the championship. And the work he's done in the last couple of months has been fantastic. No, I think I think Owens has been doing good stuff. Like you said, I, I, I really don't think he has any chance of winning, but I appreciate them trying and putting a, an effort forward to try to make it like he's got a chance. Um, I thought what he did was amazing and didn't have to be, but um, I thought it was good for what it was. I agree. They did a nice job of hyping up the match, and uh, we'll begin the match on Saturday. Some more on that a little bit later on. Main event. As I mentioned earlier, Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley, no disqualification matchup for the United States Championship. Now, on paper, why did this close the show? Well, it's because they added the no DQ stipulation last minute, and they added said no no DQ stipulation because Brock Lesnar was coming back. I thought maybe the Hurt Business would get involved. We would get the official reunion on the show. We did not. Brock came back, again cost Bobby the United States Championship for a second time because he did this back on the season premiere of Raw in October. And Theory went over, literally going over Brock's shoulders uh, with an F5 on top of Bobby, which was well done. The match was fine. They had an enjoyable little match. There was like a million fucking commercials, so how much of the match did you really see? What we got of it was good. Theory won as he should have. And we got the renewal of the rivalry between Brock and Bobby, as I always said that we should. My idea was always that Brock would come back in the Rumble, because Bobby, as of now, is still advertised for the Rumble. I assume that's not changing. I figured Bobby would be in the ring, Brock would come out as a surprise, and then they would uh, brawl over the top rope, as many Rumbles do, and that would continue their feud. We got it a couple days early. We could still see that on Saturday. I'd be surprised if we didn't see Brock at all on Saturday. But I thought this was well done. They had to fucking rush it. As soon as Brock, you know, they hit, as soon as they hit the one, two, three, they probably went off the air 15 seconds later because they ran out of time, which is inexcusable for a three-hour show. But anyway, I thought this whole thing was well done, and now we have Brock and Bobby. Three, probably set up for WrestleMania, as I think they should have. No, yeah, I thought this was good for what it was. Like I said, they didn't get a too much time, but for what they had was good. For uh, Theory winning, I mean, it should never have been a doubt, but him winning was good. Lesnar tossing Bobby again. 
Like I said, I still think we'll get we'll get Brock in the Rumble. I think I, I'd be shocked if we didn't. But it could be a case that Brock's in there, maybe wrecking havoc, and Bobby comes out and kind of returns the favor. He kind of knocks Bob. He like knocks Brock out, and then we kind of get like maybe Brock eliminates Bobby, and we get like a pull apart or I don't know, like what we got with like Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, no, I feel like it would be something along those lines. They've done this several times with them as far as like how they further feuds in the Rumble and you know how they further them and the eliminations and stuff like that. I could see them going that route. There's a lot of different ways. They, honestly, they could have Bobby in the match and then not, not have Brock come out at all. So I don't know what they'll do exactly, but I thought this was fine. Is there any specific stipulation you think we'll get with Brock and Bobby in Mania, or do you think it might just be no holds barred or... I think a fight pit would be cool. I don't know if you could do that at Mania, though. I'm not sure how uh, logistically possible that is. Yeah, I'd say, like, no one's barred or something like that would be good. Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, overall thoughts on Raw 30? I thought it was a good show. I mean, it started off really hot. I mean, I thought the beginning was really good. Becky and Bailey was kind of a disappointment, but the angle itself I thought was good for making up for nothing. It's better than nothing, I would say. Um, I like the triple threat, six-man or whatever. Yeah, the six-man tag I liked. I love the DX stuff. Um, the third hour kind of waned off a little bit. Um, but no, I, I mean, I thought I thought for what it was, it was fine. Like I said, I I, I would have rather them cut like the Sonya stuff and gave Becky and, and Bailey the match they were told us. But um, I thought Theory and Bobby was good. I thought it was a, a good show overall. I definitely a top heavy show. I thought, I thought the first hour and a half was way better than the second hour and a half. But mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I, I, anyone saying it was a bad show, I, I kind of question their thought, but. I thought, if you said underwhelming, especially the second half, I, I wouldn't be against it because I thought the first half was so good. The, the second really didn't have a chance to catch up to the first because the first was so good. Mm-hmm. I thought they did a good job of mixing in the entertainment of 30 years of Raw, honoring the anniversary of the show and whatnot, and then also effectively building towards the Royal Rumble coming up on Saturday. It's a tough task because it's a go-home show for the pay-per-view, and it's also an anniversary show, and it's kind of hard to mix the two, and I thought they did a pretty good job of that overall. Um, but speaking of the Royal Rumble, let's get right into it. Coming up on Saturday in San Antonio at the Alamo Dome, we get the 2023 Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Uh, we'll end with the Rumble matches. We'll start with the first three matches first. Uh, we got Bray Wyatt, LA, Bray Wyatt, LA Knight, Mountain Dew, Pitch Black match. We got Roman Reigns defending the undisputed title against Kevin Owens and Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. Do you expect any other matches to be added to the show before Saturday? I know we're getting Karrion and Ray on SmackDown this week. Um, could we get Charlotte versus Sonya? Like, I, I fucking hope not, but do you see this being a five-match show? Yeah, I do. I, th- I think usually the shows are five-match shows, and I, especially with the two Rumbles, I, I, I would keep it that line. Keep it short and sweet. There's no real reason to have a 10-match show with two hour-long rumbles, right? Well, I completely agree. I think Roman and Kevin's probably going to go a while as well. Uh, Let's start with the Raw Women's Championship match first. Bianca Belair defending against Alexa Bliss. I think the feud's been fine, honestly. I think they've done a decent job with the feud so far. Um, The hocus-pocus nonsense with Uncle Howdy I'm not a big fan of. Same thing with White and uh, White. Uh, Wyatt and Knight. Um, but I think the match could be fine. Their first match was very forgettable a couple of weeks ago on Raw. I hope this is better. Um, I, I feel like the end game has got to be Bianca Belair retaining, though, and, and holding on to that championship going into WrestleMania. Yeah, I completely agree. I have liked the new Alexa stuff. I mean, you know, not everyone's a big fan, but I think her just as a generic baby face, she's just not interesting at all. Um, I mean, I'd prefer the Five Feet of Fury Alexa, but we're getting Leva Alexa. I guess we'll take it where we can. Um, 
but like I said, I think all roads lead to Bianca going into Mania as champion. So I, I you got to go Belair. So that's the thing. I what I've liked about this Alexa Bliss character transformation is that I think they've done a nice job. I I also prefer the Five Feet of Fury version of Alexa Bliss. I completely agree with you on that. But I do like they haven't gone full evil Alexa with the dumb doll. I know you were partial towards the character. Um, I'm glad they're not doing that, and they're kind of giving us the Five Feet of Fury Alexa with a bit of an evil twist, with the supernatural twist. I don't like the supernatural stuff, but I think they've done a nice job of treading that line without going too overboard with Alexa Bliss and having her act like a 10-year-old child again. No, I agree. So... We'll see where that leads. Where do you see Alexa Bliss going out of this? If she fails to win the Raw Women's Championship, do you see her continuing to get involved with Bray Wyatt on SmackDown? Or, I mean, if she continue to tread her... I mean, the, the one thing with Alexa, I will say, it's nice seeing her in this spot because she's done nothing of note for a very long time now. The Bray Wyatt stuff kind of revitalized her career. She wasn't doing much before that. After that ended, she wasn't doing anything. She did nothing for most of 2022 uh, once she came back from injury. I hope they can find a spot for her on the show that's as uh, prominent as what she's doing right now. It may not be for a championship, but I just don't want to see her getting lost in the shuffle again. No, yeah, it's interesting to see. I, I, like you said, I think obviously what she's doing now is better than her not being on TV. Um, I think she's one of the better women they have that aren't the four horse women. So I'm glad that she's doing something. Um, but like you said, I hope she doesn't get lost in the shuffle here once she's done with Bianca. But maybe she can go over to SmackDown. Maybe a little scenery change. I'm not quite sure what you do with her right away, but um, I think getting her off Raw would probably be the start. Yeah, she's been on Raw for a few years now, so maybe putting her back on SmackDown for the first time in two or three years might be a solid step in the right direction. On the same topic, on the same note as the Supernatural Uncle Howdy storyline, Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight in a Mountain Dew pitch black match. First and foremost, Mr. Marceau, what the fuck do you think a Mountain Dew pitch black match is exactly going to entail? I honestly have no idea. I, I don't think it's going to be an actual match. I'm assuming it's going to be some cinematic thing, but I, I honestly have no idea. I don't even want to speculate because I'm probably something like an idiot. You think it will be cinematic? I feel like there'd be such a slap in the face to people in attendance. And I'm not just saying that because I'll be there. I'm just saying that because I feel like people have waited to see why in the ring for so long now that to put him in a cinematic match would just be a waste. Oh, what are you going to do, wrestle and pitch black? I don't know. I honestly have no idea. I'm going to put fucking holographic goggles on and wrestle? Like, I honestly have no idea. I mean, Fightful reported there's going to have some sort of uh, inclusion of uh, neon lights in this thing. I don't know what the fuck that means, but I feel like they're going to wrestle not completely in the dark, but some sort of, like, when stuff happens with Wyatt, the lights go out, and then they have people at ringside with flashlights waving them around, like, with Uncle Howdy shit. Whether you like it or not, I feel like that might be what that's going to be. What, what this oh, is going to be. Jesus. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I mean, I guess. I, I, who knows? This has got to be it, though, right? And this has got to be the end of the storyline between these two. This has been going on for a while without a lot of progression. I liked what they've done on SmackDown in recent weeks with Wyatt bringing back the Eater of Worlds and then doing the Firefly Funhouse stuff and whatever. I liked their interaction on Raw this week. Again, I want to ask you the same thing about LA Knight. Or actually, let's get to the outcome first, and then I'll talk about that. Your thoughts on the storyline up to this point? Because with the Wyatt stuff, the blue might be off the rose. It's been a lot of the same stuff up to this point with him and his promos and whatever without wrestling. Uh, does he go over? Should he win here? It's his first match back. It's a big spot for LA Knight as well. He could use some wins. But Bray Wyatt losing his first match back wouldn't exactly send the best message, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, this is like, a, for me, I feel it's like a catch-22. I feel like 
They both need a win. Um, I mean, LA Knight's newer, so you feel like he should probably get the win more. But like I said, White also just got back. Um, it's a tough one. Uh, I think White's gonna win, but I, I, know, I feel like. I feel like well, Knight should win, but I think Wyatt's going to win. You think Wyatt's going to win? I'll stick with that pick as well. I think he might win. Um, I do think Uncle Howdy will make his presence felt, though. The issue is with Wyatt winning, I think, is that I feel like Uncle Howdy might cost him the match. But if he wins, would he come out afterward and attack him, maybe? Yeah, I would just say so. Do you think he will slash should reveal who he is on that show? Yes. Who do you think it's going to be? It's going to be Bo Dallas. Are you of the same mindset that they're going to do Bray and whoever Uncle Howdy is at WrestleMania? Yes. Wyatt and Bo at WrestleMania, I guess, right? I mean, it is what it is. I mean, what else are you going to do at Elimination Chamber? No, I feel yeah. like... Uh, we'll it, see. It's not exactly Undertaker and Kane from WrestleMania 14, right? <laughs> I don't know. No, I mean, it's not the most sexiest match of all time, but I mean, the way that they've been playing it up, I mean, where else would you do it? Like... I feel like it would have to be a mania. Yeah, no, it'd have to be a mania. I just don't really want it to be Bo Dallas, but I don't know what, what else you do. Think it's do. Be, then? No, I think it, I think it will be Bo Dallas. Who who do I think it should be? I don't know. Probably someone we're not thinking of, but someone that has more main event potential than fucking Bo Dallas. So I think he can be a part of the storyline. But him wrestling Bray at WrestleMania, I don't know, man. He's one of those guys. Bo is very talented in NXT. I love his NXT run. Whatever he would be brought back as, he would not be doing that character from NXT. He hasn't done that character in close to a fucking decade, first of all. Second of all, he wasn't a main event star even before he got buried in the main roster. And third of all, he was buried so much in the main roster that I don't think anyone can take him seriously as a threat to Bray Wyatt, with or without a mask on. But all you have to do is believe. Oh, God. You know what I was rewatching recently when he got uh, kicked out of uh, Full Sail? Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> and he got escorted off the campus. When we're done here, go watch that because that segment is one of the greatest segments in Raw, uh, not Raw, NXT history. Such a great fucking segment. Um, it, it's amazing. So, uh, yeah, no, I think we'll see Bo or whoever Uncle Howdy is on Saturday. I would reveal it there. Given how long they've dragged this out for, I could see them waiting even longer, unfortunately, but that's just the way the cookie crumbles. So, I guess we'll see. Uh, we then have the undisputed WWE Universal Championship match defended Roman Reigns against Kevin Owens. Roman Reigns wins, LOL, right? Yeah, I mean, Roman's winning. There's no, not that there's no chance that Owens wins, but I think I have a better chance than Owens winning right now. I, I would agree with that as well. But how do you think Sami Zayn factors in? Because Roman said at the end of the Tribal Chief Court segment on Monday's Raw... Listen, you know, you're not guilty for now, but your true test is going to be on Saturday. Now, we didn't say, oh, you have to win the Rumble. Sami Zayn won't be in the Rumble, it looks like. But You don't think he's going to win the Rumble? No, I don't. I don't. I just don't. Uh... Listen, I know he's he's over, but I feel like if it were to come down to him and Cody, it would hurt Cody because I don't want people to side with Sami over Cody. That's another thing, too. Yeah, but couldn't you have, like, Solo or someone throw him out? I mean... Yeah, you, you could, yeah, to further that tension, sure, you could. Um, but, I don't know, I, I, I think, like, I don't think uh, Sammy's going to do anything to cost himself at the Rumble. I think, like I said, I think of anything, I mean, and, um, I, I don't think anything bad's going to happen to him. I think, like I said, either he'll help Roman win or he'll get thrown out by the Rumble by Solo or something like that to continue that, but, uh... 
I don't think anything bad will happen for him. Is this where we get the big beatdown? I mean, I, that you said it won't. Nothing bad will happen here, but I feel like they kind of prevented it from happening on Raw because they want to save it for Saturday. And if it's not on Saturday, and they want to do Roman and Sami Zayn for the Elimination Chamber, when does it happen? Okay, so when you say the big beatdown, define the big beatdown. The bloodline turning on Sami Zayn. If it's not the other way around, unless you think it's going to be the other way around. So you're saying the entire bloodline beats up Sami Zayn? I yeah. just don't what they did on Raw. I don't know why. Like, why would the Usos just turn on him? Maybe he does help Kevin. I Owens. can see Solo, like maybe like Solo and Rowan beating him up. At this point, I feel like he's on the Usos' side. They're on his side clearly. I don't know what he could really do. Well, you have you have to do the turn though. You, yeah, if if you're gonna do Owens and Zayn against the Usos at WrestleMania, they have to turn on him at some point. Yeah, but I mean, you don't have like. I, just, I know that, but I just feel like, why would they turn, though? I, I guess that's my point, though. They literally just saved them from getting his ass kicked. He helped them on Raw. Why would they just turn on four days later? Why, I'm not sure yet, but I feel like that's the direction they need to go in because it's not like they can be partial towards Sammy going into WrestleMania. They have to hate the guy, and maybe he sees that he aligns with Kevin, and that's where his true allegiance lies. I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't think they, like that has to be the dead set thing for Mania at this point, either. I feel like they could do a thing that maybe the Usos are on his side, and that that's what causes the friction in the in the bloodline. Roman, maybe that could just break him in half there. I, I mean, I, I feel like what they did on Raw would make no sense to then beat the shit out of him. Like, I, I don't know. To me, it doesn't make sense. You think we get a breakup of the bloodline by Mania? I, I think it's, I mean, the way that they're playing, I mean, the Usos seem like they're behind Sammy, and Solo, Heyman, and Roman really aren't, so... I, I, I feel like there could be some friction there. Like, like that's what I was saying. Like, I wouldn't even be against Jay facing Roman at WrestleMania if it came down to that. I mean, I, I just don't know why you do that on Raw just to have him get his ass kicked four days later by the Usos. who literally had his back. He helped them keep their titles. I mean, it just wouldn't make much sense. I mean, unless Roman was like, it's either him or me, and they fucking turn on him there, but... I mean, it would have to be something like that for him to just randomly turn on him, I feel like. I'll say this then. I feel like Roman's going to reach a point either Saturday or next Monday where he will turn on Sami Zayn, and that is what sets up Sami and Roman for Elimination Chamber. Because, again, I feel like to not do that match at that pay-per-view would be such a wasted opportunity if they're going to be in Montreal. The crowd would be fucking apeshit for Sami on that show. Um, in, in that point, he's not facing the Uso, so maybe he could just... Maybe Roman can hate Sami, but not the Usos until after Sami... I don't know. Maybe maybe Sammy comes close to. I'm not sure. I don't really know how no, you. No, yeah, I, I, I honestly think that's the best part of the storyline. Is like we think we know where it's going, but at the end of the day, we literally have no. We idea. have no idea. Yeah, I have no. So clue. yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the direction they're gonna go with. I mean, like I said, I think we're all been pretty set on stone that like they're definitely facing Owens and the Usos at WrestleMania, which I think they don't have to do that. I mean, like I said, the way that they told the story, I just think it would be weird. If you had the Usos get Sammy's back, he helps them, and then four days later they break up. And it seems like they're on his side, while Roman and Solo and, and Heyman are definitely are not on his side. So, I mean, I guess we'll see. But I, I like you said, I think it should be Roman and and, and, and Reigns, or not Roman and Reigns, Roman and Sammy at <laughs> at Elimination Chamber. I mean, that's what they've been talking about. But like I said, it could be a thing that the Usos kind of side with Sammy. They saw that he gave his whole thing towards them and the bloodline and they're kind of with him while Roman and I said solo is definitely with Roman. So it's like you can have that friction there and do something there. I don't know. I think you'd flush it out even longer if you could past mania. We'll see where it's going. I mean, 
it's it's possible, I think. It, it, anything's possible, yeah, I mean, I don't I know. Mean, it's not like I've got to the point, I'm like, let's move on. Like, I feel like there's no, so I many agree. other ways that they can go that fleshing it out, maybe I'll, I'd rather flesh them out a little longer than not flesh it out and just drop it. And like you said, for what they're doing, I feel like I, I, I want them to flesh it out a little bit more. Yeah, no, I see. The Sigma yeah. Raw was so fucking good. I, I would, I would waste. I would do anything you could to, to flesh it out longer. Yeah, this is the longest storyline the WWE has done where I'm not like, all right, let's get to the next chapter already. I mean, we are on to the next chapter, but it's not at a point where I feel like they should end the story. So maybe I don't know. I feel like they've built up a, a trust with me personally, as they have, I'm sure, with you and other people, to where I trust where they're going with this, and I don't mind that they're dragging it out even longer, because I don't not like it yet. I'm not bored of it. I'm not tired of it. So it's I, literally the best thing on SmackDown and Raw at this point, and it's on the show every week, all over the show, and I couldn't get more. And it's always different, though, but it's not always the same thing, either. You know? Like no, with, exactly. It's, and it's, I think every member's done their good dude. Like, every member's done good, too, so it's, like, it's not like I'm, like, I'm over it, like, I think they've done well. Like originally, Sammy was with Solo. Now he's with the Usos. Like it's Jay hates like, him. Now Jay likes him. Yeah, exactly. And they've kind of like flushed out. Like at first, like Roman Solo and Jimmy liked him, and Jay hated him, and now it's kind of flipped on the other end. So it seems like the Usos like him, and he's had their back. And Solo and and, and Roman and Heyman are kind of against them. So <laughs> I think it, I think it, it's really it's good. I like where they're going with this. It's great storytelling. This whole thing is amazing, and I'm very excited to see where they go with it. Um, I'm sure we will find out in due time. Let's get to the Women's Royal Rumble matchup. Uh, they've only announced seven of the 30 entrants. Now, you know the entire women's roster on both Raw and SmackDown will be in it. I'm not sure about fucking Tamina. Don't waste time on her. Or Dana Brooke, in my opinion. They probably will. But so far, we got Liv Morgan in it, Candice LeRae, Rhea Ripley, Raquel Rodriguez, Shayna Baszler, Zelina Vega, and Emma. I, I, listen, I've told you this before, Mr. Marceau. I like a lot of the women that are going to be in this thing. I'm talking about Meechin. I like Meechin. I love I love Tegan Knox. I think Tegan Knox is great. I think, um, you know, Dakota Kai and and Bailey and Becky aren't even in the fucking match. What the fuck? Have they not? Well, they're not announced, but yeah. That's I don't understand that at all. I'm sorry. I know they're feuding right now. I don't know why they wouldn't declare themselves. That makes no fucking sense. Anyway, I like all these women. I don't think the main roster fans right now feel the same way. I feel like for a lot of the women's matches lately, they've sat on their hands. I don't think they're going to care. Therefore, I don't think this will be a great rumble. I hope I'm wrong. And even with the surprises. And the other thing with the women's surprises, too, is that they've brought back everyone at this point. Lita's been back twice. If I hear Lita's music, I'll be happy. But we've already seen her twice in a rumble. Trish has been brought back. She was brought back for the first one. The Bella Twins we've seen. Ronda Rousey returned last year. Melina, Alicia Fox, Jillian Hall, Victoria, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, there's not many people. Kelly Kelly for a million times. There's not a uh, fucking Molly Holly. Molly Holly's in the Rumble again. I don't even know what to say. I love Molly Holly, but I feel like she's been in a, a bunch. What do you do here? I mean, I mean, I would have Rhea Ripley win. I feel like that makes the most sense. But um, I don't know. I just feel like the match itself, I don't have high hopes for, unfortunately. Because there's just not a lot of great women's stories they're telling right now either. No, yeah, I mean... I feel like it has to be Rhea a bust at this point. I mean, I think Raquel could be like a second person you could think of, and even Liv could be a long shot. But I mean, out of who's announced, I don't think Shayna's going to win, Candice, Vega, or Emma, and they haven't announced anyone else. So, I mean, I don't know who else we really could be thinking of. I mean, maybe Oscar comes back and wins, and we get her and Charlotte. Charlotte actually puts her over this time. I mean, that's a possibility at WrestleMania. I mean, 
I, I really don't. I mean, really, what do you do with Becky? I mean, I feel like she really is on her direction right now. She's obviously with Bailey, but are we going to see her and Charlotte for the hundredth time? I hope not. And her and Bianca again? No. I, I don't see Bailey winning it. I don't see Kai and Sky winning it. I mean, I, I really think it's literally down to either Rhea, like I said, maybe Oscar come back and she wins again, and we get her and Charlotte. They do the do over correctly, and Oscar wins. I'm kind of over Oscar at this point. I mean, been there, done that. I, I, I'd rather Rhea win at that point. But besides them, I, I, I couldn't really name you anyone on the top of my head. I think he even has a chance to win. Yeah, no, Rhea's got to be the top pick. Um, everyone you mentioned does have a chance. Raquel, I really hope Ronda doesn't win it for a second time and they go on to face Bianca. I feel like that'd be silly. No one really wants... I mean, Bianca and Ronda is a fresh match, but I don't want Ronda winning the Rumble again. Uh, she's only been gone for a couple of weeks anyway. It, it's To me, it's got to be Rhea Ripley. I feel like Rhea Ripley winning also gives you two great choices. They've teased her and Bianca, but at the same time, dude, her and Charlotte do have unfinished business. And they, you know, they have Charlotte as a babyface right now. They can have her beat Charlotte and finally get that win over her that she did not get in 2021. So, to me, it's got to be Rhea. I think you said it best, Rhea Ripley or bust. Yeah, I mean, I think, it, like I said, I think it's her. And the, I mean, like I said, I think Oscar has a long shot chance to win, but it's not like I really even want to see that. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I want. I, I like Asuka being back. We haven't seen her on the show in about a month. Her being back as a heel would be nice. Um, taking on Charlotte. Again, it's another match. As great as that would be, we've seen it a million fucking times. I mean, honestly, Asuka's already beaten Charlotte. Char- Charlotte's beaten her. Um, it, but what if it led to like the NXT Asuka, like the heel NXT Asuka, and we got her beating the shit out of Charlotte? Yeah, maybe. I just, I don't know. I feel, even then, I feel like we've seen the match so often, I'm just not interested in that at all. Asuka's just one of those women where they've done everything with her at this point where it's just hard for me to care. Um, but yeah, if so- I mean, I said the same thing. Like I said, been there, done that. But I think yeah. if, if that's the direction, they got, if we got like badass Asuka again, I guess I wouldn't be totally against it, but I, I still think... Rhea is the one. Like, if you're betting your next paycheck, folks, it has to go on Rhea Ripley. Yeah, no, I agree, and it should. Yeah, I would put it on Rhea. If not, Oscar, honestly, Oscar's probably your second best choice. I like Raquel. They should, you know, build new stars. But she's not ready yet, and she's also not interesting as a baby face. So, no, I yeah, they gotta turn her heel. I was telling you, I think I talked to you via text. I told you, I am so tired of the smiley. Like, I'm so happy to be here, Rhea Raquel Rodriguez. On SmackDown right now, dude. Who fucking cares? I mean, her as a babyface is so un- uninteresting. It's not even funny. Yeah, yeah, no, I like, agree. Okay, you show your back off, your smile. You love being there. Little Liv Morgan slapped the fucking taste out of your mouth. Yeah, you beat her in a match, but did anyone care? No. Like she needs to go heal bad. Fucking babyface Rodriguez is terrible. Terrible. Yeah, no, it's just awful. Man, I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. They really should have uh, figured something else out as far as turning her heel by now because she's, she's much better off in the heel role and she is so uninteresting and planned as a babyface. They need to fix that ASAP. And, and Triple H has done a good job of turning certain people heel and giving people their characters back. Raquel's got to be next in line. Maybe not necessarily the Gonzalez last name. That'd be nice, but you know we're so far past that it doesn't even really matter. Uh, the heel persona should be next, though, for her. For the men's Royal Rumble matchup announced so far, Kofi Kingston, Santos Escobar, Ricochet, Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, Rey Mysterio, Gunther, Cody Rhodes, Omos, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Karrion Cross. You got some big players in this one. Corbin's not winning, obviously. Neither is Kofi. All due respect to Kofi. Had him on the show last week. But, you know, I think this really comes down to a few different people. We mentioned this before to go full circle with the Stone Cold talk. To me, it's got to either be Cody or The Rock. 
Because I don't want The Rock to win, don't get me wrong. It would make for a cool moment. But if you're going to do Rock and Roman at WrestleMania, then Rock should probably win the Rumble. Because how else are you going to do that match at Mania without him winning the fucking Royal Rumble? That just doesn't make sense. To me, I'm sorry. It's got to be Cody Rhodes. Um, I like a lot of the other people in this match. Rollins has a slight chance. I don't think Bobby wins at this point now that he's feuding with uh, Brock again. Rollins winning would be cool, although we've seen it before. To me, it all comes down to Cody Rhodes. You don't do those vignettes if he doesn't win the Rumble. That's my thing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's Cody. Like, this is another one. It's either Cody or Rock, pretty much. Or please don't Stone Cold either. No thanks. No Stone Cold, no thanks. I mean, I think there is a good ch- There's not a good chance, but I think there's a slight chance that, like, like I said, either Sammy or Jay Uso could win, honestly. I think you could do something like that as well. I don't mm-hmm. think it's necessary to do that. I Like I said, with the video package and stuff like that, I mean, I think Cody would basically kind of have to win. I feel like if he doesn't win, he's like Luger 2.0. Like, he'd literally be like Luger in SummerSlam. Like, you do all these vignettes, up, oh, he's coming back, up, oh, he's going to do this, and then he just loses. Uh, just doesn't seem right. I don't think they, they, they would position him that way just to come back and lose. I know it's predictable, and I know they, they kind of want to avoid the, being like the predictable winner, but I think... Not that he's the only person that makes sense, but the way they built him up, he's kind of the only person that makes sense. So I think Cody wins. Slight chance The Rock wins. I I, I wouldn't put it against him. Like I said, either Jay or Sammy. Like like I said, he said you'll fate you'll see your fate on on uh, on Saturday. I mean anything's possible. I mean maybe it comes. He's in the Rumble and maybe he tosses Solo out or or yep. something like that happens. Maybe it's like him and the Usos. The Usos get thrown out or maybe Jay's in it. And and, and and he throws Solo out, and, and, and then Cody throws Sammy out, so it's like he turned his back on Solo. You continue the story there. I mean, I, I, I th- like I said, I think Cody wins if I, I was betting on it, unless The Rock's in it, which we don't know. But from what's advertised right now, I think Cody wins. I like how there are big players in it, though. Like Theory's great. Seth's great. Bobby. Uh, Gunther, Rey Mysterio, McIntyre, Sheamus, Strowman, like they have some good bodies in there, so I think it's going to be a good match. Plus the guys that aren't that aren't uh, announced, aren't advertised. But I, I, I think this will probably. I don't want to jinx it, but I think this could be a very, very good, strong Royal Rumble that we look back at. I agree. I mean, we haven't had a ton of them lately. Um, you know, last year sucked. Uh, the 2021 one I, th- I thought was good. 2020 was outstanding, as was 2018. So I hope we can get another great Rumble. I'm going with Cody as well. He said it was predictable. I agree, but as we've said before, in this case, I don't think predictability is a bad thing. We've had fucking predictable rumbles with Roman winning and Batista winning and all these other people, and they did it then. So listen, if you're gonna do that shit then, they should did it. You should do that shit now too. So at least now people are happy to see it and they're not gonna be upset. I don't think anyway. I'd be surprised if Cody got booed unless he tossed out Sammy, which I don't think would be a good idea. They need to properly map this thing out. Uh, last question for you, Mr. Marceau. Anyone you expect to see show up as a surprise? I think there's, as I said earlier, a great chance we see Stone Cold in the Rumble in Texas. Uh, maybe whoever whoever tosses him out, maybe faces him in WrestleMania. I think we could see Logan Paul on Saturday. I think he might be good to go by now. I mean, he should be back soon anyway. I think we could see a Logan Paul, hopefully not tossing out Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, I could see that. I could see Beth Phoenix in the Women's Rumble confronting Rhea. Um, I could totally see that. Maybe Edge? Edge interacting with Balor? I don't think we get Edge and Beth. I think we get one or the other, but um, Edge could be back. Uh, Shotzi? eh, I don't know. I mean, I like Shotzi, but I don't think anyone would really care. 
I feel like that's going to happen too. Riddle's a possibility. We haven't seen Riddle in a little while. They said six weeks and he would be back by now. I don't know how the rehab thing is going, but I feel like we could see Riddle back. Um, as far as like big surprises, I guess Stone Cold would be that guy. You know, I've always said Mr. Kennedy. I feel like that'd be cool. I don't think that's going to happen, but you know, Chris Masters, I don't think he's getting his wish. I don't think he's going to be in the Rumble. Um, I don't know. Those are those are mine. A Forbidden Door entrant would be cool. Someone like from New Japan or like a great Muda or something like that. Um, I don't think they would use anyone from Impact. Definitely not AEW. But I, I don't know if Nick Aldis debuts in the match. I don't think so. Jay White can't be there yet. Uh, I don't think Nick Aldis shows up, as they mentioned. But uh, yeah, any surprise names that come to mind for you? Uh, nothing that like really jumps out. I mean, like I said, I think you kind of listed a lot of good names. Um, I'd rather them focus. Like I said, I, I like the surprises, but I also like focusing on what they have. Um, nothing crazy. Like I said, I think Nick Aldis would be really cool. Um, nothing really else. Like I said, Masters would be pretty cool. Like one of those ruthless aggression guys would be pretty cool. Carlito a couple years ago was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, like Masters would be pretty cool if they brought him back. Not sure if they're going to do that. Um, but no, I mean, I think, like I said, I, I, we talked about this on the phone, like I think a few weeks ago. I, I just feel like the middle class right now is so strong. That's why maybe another reason why this this rumble, like what's announced already, looks pretty good because I think their middle to upper class, like in the men's division, is pretty strong. Um, so that's why I think, like on paper, it's going to look and probably be a good rumble. So I, I think a couple surprises ain't bad. Like I, I think a breaker would be would be great in there. Same with Hayes, mm-hmm. um, just trying to get a couple of young guys in there. But, Scott Steiner. Uh, I would pop for Steiner, <laughs> um, but no, I, 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 I think they're a couple surprises would be good, but uh, don't go too, too, too crazy with it. Yeah, I agree. A couple here and there, as they do every year, is fine with me. I could totally see. I forgot to say earlier. I think Chelsea Green is a lock to be in the women's. I think she's already confirmed to come back. They just haven't announced yet. Obviously. What about Cardona? I was gonna say I think Cardona is likely. Ultimately, when it comes down to it, I don't think he'll be in it. Um, I mean, I would obviously pop. I'm a big Cardona, Zack Ryder fan. I don't think he'll be in it. I definitely, definitely, definitely think that Chelsea Green will be in the women's. Not that many people will really care, but I do think she'll be there. Um, yeah, that's about it. Mickey James coming out to Hardcore Country again would be great. <laughs> the Impact Nagats champion. She just got the belt back. I don't think that's going to happen, but that would be cool. Um, yeah, listen, as long as we don't get a, another Hurricane cameo, which was cool when we went in 2018, but then they did it again in 2021. I'm thinking, okay, this is the same shit. There's no difference here. What the fuck? Uh, no thanks. Um, no Hurricane, and I, I I love her, but no Mighty Molly again. She's already been in enough Rumbles. I'll just say that much. Yeah, I'm, I'm out on the, like, the ledges. They brought it back like two or three times. Like, Kelly Kelly as well. Oh, my, I'm so over Kelly Kelly. I'm a big Kelly Kelly mark and move on. Alicia Fox, sorry. It's, no, thanks. After you reach two, I think is... Do you think it, Naomi's going to be in it? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you think Naomi's going to be in it? Forgot to mention that. I do think there's a very good chance. Gun to head, yes or no? I'm going to say no, but I think there's a very good chance she could be in it, yeah. I think she's gonna. You think she will be? Okay. I, I could see that. She's come back in the Rumble twice before, so I don't think this year could be any different, to be honest. Hey, third Rumble return. People love Naomi, so I think they make for a great uh, a great moment. Are you sticking to your guns and thinking Mercedes Monet shows up again? <laughs> I think she's gonna be in it. <laughs> As Sasha or Mercedes Monet? I, I mean, she wasn't on AEW. I'm putting my money down. She's gonna be in it. <laughs> 
It would be quite the twist. Listen, we've seen Stranger Things, and we'll find out on Saturday. I look forward to breaking it down with your brother next week here on the show. New episodes every Thursday. WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, and Pandora. Rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show. Never miss a new episode every single Thursday. Have a great one, Mr. Marceau. I catch. I look forward to catching up with you after the Rumble. All right, have a good, safe flight, bud. Will do, brother. Talk to you soon. Later. Adios. I'm here.